In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. It is our first show of 2018, and we're excited to have you here kick off the new year for your career. As you know, we are here to help you get the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career, and we are uh, excited to have resources that we provide to you from career thought leaders and a group of career professionals that are on the leading edge supporting those of you who are making career transitions, working to build your own career, advance your career, or perhaps even start out on your own on in entrepreneurship. So we get the best and the brightest of them together on a regular basis and see where things are going, what they're seeing, and what challenges you all are facing out there in the market as you're advancing your careers. And today we've got some really new and old information, I guess, for you around a hot topic in January. So January, in some ways, kind of becomes job search month and doesn't necessarily mean that there are more hirings going on in January, although there are a good number of people who do start the new year looking for new talent. Of course, we know that corporate cycles vary, and not all corporations have January as their start to their corporate year. Hiring does kick off in in January and there there is some data to support that there are more hirings in January so if you are looking for a new job this is a good time to get your job search started and it really is it's difficult right it's it's a challenge to know where to start with your job search where do you get started how do you start off on the right foot and we've done a few different shows on job search, but wanted to share with you some information that can help you get started here in 2018 if you're thinking about a job search. Now, the hard part for a lot of us when we start a job search is that we just want to get get going, hit the ground running, and most of the time, that first idea that pops into our head is, oh, we should get out and and dust off our resume. Now, put the holds on, put the brakes on, and let's start maybe just one step back from your resume and really think about who is our target, who's your audience, who are you writing that resume to, and What types of jobs will you be applying to? Who is going to be on the other end, on the receiving end of that communication? Because, of course, we know that communications are much more well-received if there's thought put into who is going to be the reader before we even start. And I promise you, it'll make your resume much easier to write or rewrite or dust off if you have that in mind already. And it sounds simple, 
but it often turns out that it, it isn't as simple as you might think <laughs> to really sit down and think about what are you going to be doing? Who are you going to be sending this application or, or resume to? So that's where you want to start. Who's your target audience? What types of jobs will you be applying to? Maybe you've been looking and seeing what's out there. Just take a moment, write those things down, create some kind of a, a list of the, the job titles that have been the most interesting to you. Then you might see a pattern or maybe you see that you're a little bit all over the place. This is good because the more focused you are, the easier it will be to put together your resume. This is one of the most challenging steps for some people because we want to keep our options open. We want to have lots of opportunity and we think that the best opportunity is if we are broad in our focus. And there's some truth to that. There's definitely a happy medium. However, if we're too broad in our focus, we actually end up not connecting with as many opportunities as we could because we are at the whim of whatever is posted, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And we're changing our documents a lot every time we're applying or perhaps we're sending the same resume everywhere. And it's really not a fit anywhere because it isn't specific to any one type of position. So look for those themes. What types of positions are most interesting to you? What are the elements that make something really attractive, that make you excited about applying to that, that position? And start to look at those themes, look at the things that rise to the top the most frequently, and start to create some categories for yourself. Maybe you're really interested in business development positions where it's got more of a, a sales role and also in more of a account manager role where you're, you're really managing existing relationships. Even those two slightly different focus areas can mean that we might want to have two slightly different resumes, one where it's talking more about your skills as a hunter and going out and, and finding business, creating accounts, influencing, persuading, selling, and one where it's more about managing those relationships, finding opportunities within accounts, existing accounts. They could be on the same resume, but if you really have two clear areas of focus developing, it can be to your benefit to create two slightly different resumes that really speak directly to those positions and, and, this, and the types of skills that they're looking for. The other thing that looking at those open positions can do for you is give you some of those common threads across all of the types of positions you're looking for that you'll use in your social media. Do you only get one LinkedIn profile, one Facebook profile if you're using Facebook for job search, one Twitter account? And so you want to be clear across those profiles and the information that you share on, on those mediums, what it is that you do. And if you 
know the types of jobs that you're looking for, you can kind of take them up a level and speak at that higher level, that 30,000 foot view, if you will, about the skills that are important, the types of research or industries that are important to cross your job search in those areas so that you don't feel like you need two profiles because you can't do that. So once you have that focus or, or a couple areas of focus that are starting to develop, you really want to prioritize two, maybe three different types of positions at the most. What are those going to look like for you? And what are your main strengths in those areas that you could start to build your, your resume around? Before you get too far down the resume road, again, you want to think about who is that target audience. So where do you want to do your work? To put some specificity around that, you consider the geography. So what geographies will you be searching in? Again, it may seem like you're going to be having more opportunities if you open to a national search And that can be true. If you're going to do a national search, you need really, really clear definitions around what it is that you're going to do and around some of the other questions I'm going to ask about your where, your target companies. And then you you can be okay with the national search. For most people, doing specific geographies, either where they live now or maybe specific areas where they're willing to or interested in moving can actually help you because you're going to be able to research specific organizations and and have a job search plan that is proactive if you know where you want to search. So it's okay to pick some specific geographies that you might be looking in it actually makes it easier for you to search proactively rather than really depending on looking for job postings, which is what you're doing if you you leave it too wide open. So that geography, the second piece of it is industry. So what industries of companies are you interested in? Do you work in healthcare? Do you work in, in high tech? Do you work in biomedical? Do you work in financial? What types of companies have you worked in in the past? That'll be the quickest job search for you. Or perhaps what types of companies are you most interested in? What what types of businesses do you think are fascinating? What types of people do you want to be around? And if you're an accountant, sure, you could be an accountant anywhere, in any kind of industry, in any kind of company. And yet you'll have certain types of experience that will make you more desirable in certain industries. So if you've been in manufacturing, you'll have a certain set of, of, of skills and knowledge that will make you more appealing to another manufacturing company. That doesn't mean you can't transfer to healthcare, but if you want to go into healthcare from manufacturing, you'll need to write differently and talk in your documents differently, not in manufacturing language or the healthcare industry is going to go, hmm, we don't, you know, we don't have parts per million that we're working on or we're not looking at inventory that same way. 
And if that language is in your application documents and or in your interview when you talk, it's going to make you feel like you don't fit. So you want to be thinking about what those industries are so that we can start your communications from the very beginning in a thoughtful way in terms of what language will that industry be looking for and how can we talk their language. So sit down and think again, maybe three, four industries max that are the most interesting to you. The wider your geography, the more specific you'll want to be in terms of the industries. If you are looking in a very small geography, you might have a little bit more breadth in the types of industries you're looking for. And again, you may want a different resume for each industry, depending on how different they are and if you have specific experience in some of those industries, but, but perhaps not in others. So you've got that as your framework. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Based on geography, based on industry, depending on your search, you might also think about company culture. How big will the company be? Is it a small company, a big company? They talk different language, right? So what, what does that company culture look like? And how can you speak to that? How can you look for companies that, that match your culture requirements, if you will? What does that look like when you are thinking about the audience and what their needs are, what they look like? This is kind of marketing 101. But for those of you who may not be in marketing or even I've got lots of clients who are in sales or marketing and don't just naturally apply it to themselves, right? It's not a natural thing for us to think. But that's where all marketing starts is that idea of what are the features and benefits of the product that they're trying to sell? What makes it unique? What are the strengths? And who is the audience? When we start there, then we can build a marketing or job search plan from that ground level up. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we'll keep talking about how to get started in your job search for 2018 as you look forward to getting that new job or starting in a transition for something that will take your career to the next level. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is Marie Zimanoff, and today we're talking about how to I guess, jumpstart your job search in 2018, knowing that the beginning of the year is a time when a lot of companies do look to hire new talent and definitely a time when job seekers and those who are in organizations think about, hmm, what might I want to do differently this year or now that I perhaps have spent some time thinking about what I want to do differently, how can I make it happen? So, we were talking about how to define your what and your where. What is it that you want to do? What job titles are interesting to you? How can you narrow those down to two or three max types of job titles that you're going to be targeting so that you can minimize your efforts in in targeting your resume to every position and you can be proactive in your search, which we're going to talk a little bit more here in just a minute. Then we were also talking about defining those companies where you might want to work, looking at geography, industry, culture, size. What is it about those those companies that is going to make them a great fit for you? Once you've defined the big picture of what those companies might look like, then you start putting together your target list and talk about a lot of different ways that you can use that target list, but it's going to be the foundation for your search, really no matter which way you choose to approach your search. It's going to be foundational for your networking. It's going to be foundational for even applying online. It's If, if we're going to do that the best that we can do it, it's also going to be the foundation of your your resume, your communications plan, and your online networking. So that's where you start. What is it 
about those companies, what do, what do they look like, bigger picture, and then what are the specific company names that are of interest to you. And there's a bit of differentiation, or I guess a variety here in terms of what my community of of career professionals would recommend, somewhere between 10 and 50 target companies, depending on how deep you want to go, how much proactive job search you really want to do, and what what industry, what location you might be searching in. I would would say that you want at least 10 companies. You might focus on a smaller amount of those companies at a time. But when one doesn't work out or doesn't seem to be catching any traction, I want you to have enough of a list that you don't feel boxed in. Because your mental health is just as critical here to your plan and and its success as your tactics and strategy. So start with at least 10 companies, really no more than 50, because if we've got more than that, it's just overwhelming. And get those actual company names down. Write them down, create that list, have it somewhere either on paper or in the computer that you can go back to on a regular basis because you're going to use that. It's going to be the foundation of your search. Now, while you're getting that down, of course, you can also be working on updating your resume, updating your LinkedIn profile. If you're in the U.S., LinkedIn is is where it is. If you're in a different country outside of the U.S., you probably know what it is that is the social media of choice for your your country. And there may be some places where social media is not that big of a deal, and that's okay. Know what makes sense for your industry, for your geographic locations. In the U.S., having a, a good, strong LinkedIn profile that's focused towards what you want to do, has the keywords that are specific to the type of work you want to do, is is important, can get you traction from recruiters. Of course, we can't count on it to kind of magically generate that traction. So we'll talk about how how you make that happen as part of your job search. But here at the beginning, just updating that content is important. Then we're gonna look at your target companies as the place to start for your job search. And there's many different ways that you can approach these target companies. We're gonna talk through all of the different ways and you're gonna decide what makes sense for your type of industry, organization, type of position. Every type of position is different the way that you approach the job search for different types of companies, different types of work is different. And always keep that in mind. It's a great way to screen out bad advice or advice that maybe not for you when you hear somebody say that this is the way everything works. Yes, it's true that 70% of positions are hired through networking or because someone knows someone. There's some data around that. There's some common sense around that when we think about how hiring happens. And there are some industries in which that may not be 
as true or networking might look different than it looks other places. For instance, I work with people who are in the restaurant industry and networking may be important. Your, your reputation, of course, is important. But going into the restaurant, talking to people and filling out an application are the way that hiring happens for a lot of the restaurant industry positions. So it depends on your position, depends on the level of your position. Be careful of advice that may not fit for your industry and also be careful of your own perhaps um, tendency to say, oh, that doesn't work in my industry because you don't want to do it. Those are different things. So we're going to talk about lots of different ways that you can approach your target companies and you might have to experiment a little bit to figure out what works for you, what works for your industry, what works for your type of position. Here are some things to think about. Before you think about your job search strategy, how does hiring happen in your industry? As I was just talking about with the restaurant industry, for the most part, you walk in, maybe bring in your resume, fill out an application if you're a server or a host or a hostess. That's how it happens. In most industries, most, let's say, professional types of positions, a manager knows they need to hire. Now, it depends on the size of the company and the structure of the company, but a lot of times that manager may talk to other people in their unit. They might talk to their employees before they even post, quote unquote, kind of formally post a position to see if they can get something started fast. And you can think about that as a manager, you want to get positions filled, right? You don't want things sitting open, but you also want to feel as little risk as possible. So you're balancing this speed and risk. What that means for most managers, and again, there's some data to support this, what that means for most managers is that they want to get referrals from people that they already know and trust and like their employees, their fellow managers, perhaps even their colleagues in other companies. They're going to ask them for referrals or ideas, most likely before they even post a position. Now, if the company is bigger and more formal, and by bigger I mean like more than 100 employees, they're probably going to go to HR or some kind of centralized place to post a position Again, most likely after they've already talked to some people that they know or started to get some ideas of who might be available to fill that position. So they go to HR and they post the position. They may already have someone in mind. They may adjust how the position reads to fit that person, internal, external. Depending on the company, that position may have to be posted internal before it can be posted external. And during this time, people who are internal to the company are applying, but people who are referrals of those people who are in inside the company are also somewhat applying, right? They're getting their resumes in managers' hands, they're getting to be known, or perhaps they're already known, and they're being told to wait, wait a few weeks or wait a week and you'll see the, post the posting come out publicly. What this means functionally 
is that by the time a position gets posted publicly, a lot of the times, well, 60% of the time, I guess, is what the data shows, 60% of the time it's already filled, meaning that they already have someone in mind or there's already candidates that are lined up for that position or perhaps it never even gets posted because it's filled internally. When it's in this place, it has a lot to do with that network. It has a lot to do with the connection. It has a lot to do with who knows who. Once it's posted publicly, who knows who still matters and it still can beat out skills. But once a job is posted publicly, then it's a lot more about do you have the exact skills they're looking for or not? Because you might go through an applicant tracking system that's grading your resume. You might go through a, a screening process by a human that's very similar where they're looking for words and, and skills to match. And it, if you don't have those skills, you're going to have a hard time getting through that part of the process once it's publicly posted. So when you see a position that's publicly posted, you're going to think, does this fit for me or not? But again, think about how hiring happens in your target companies. Ask people, if you know people who hire within your industry, start by asking them that question. Can you tell me a little bit how the hiring process works? Or if you've been a manager or you've helped hire, go and think back to how that process looked when you were hiring in your industry and the types of companies you want to work in. And that will help you decide how you want to structure your job search strategy based on all the different options that we'll talk about when we come back from our break. We'll take a short break and when we come back, we'll talk about all the different ways that you can use your target companies to, to guide your job search so that you can create a job search strategy that works for you. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
In this fast-paced, technologically driven world of business, the stress can be crushing. It's exhausting business leaders and burning out good employees. It is not enough to work from the top down. We must now learn to work from the inside out. Listen to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Geller. We will discuss ways to transform roadblocking emotions using mindful-based tools you can incorporate into your business and your life right now. Don't stress. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is Marie Zimanoff, and we're talking today about how you can get a jump start on your job search here in 2018. It's kind of a hot topic. Everybody's thinking about how they can get a job and and companies are hiring, especially here in the U.S. There's some data that the job postings have been on an uptick. So how can you take advantage of that in your job search? We've set our foundation. We've thought about our what we want to do, where we want to do it, get that target company list down so that we can use it as the foundation of our search and as a a good focus in terms of our target audience when we're writing our materials. And then we're going to be talking about some really specific ways that you can use that target list in your job search. And we're going to talk about kind of three ways that you can, three categories of ways, I guess, we'll talk about some cold approaches. Now, when I say cold approach, this means that you are approaching the company cold. You don't have any network in, you don't have any connection, you're just kind of doing that cold call. This is a valid strategy, it's a good strategy, and some of my colleagues swear by it and use it almost exclusively. And when I think about cold calling, I always think about all of the sales professionals that I've worked with and how much they say they hated it and it wasn't very effective because it is a cold call, right? The person doesn't know you and you can think about maybe times that you've had someone cold call you to make a sale or you've had to cold call someone to make a sale it can be very effective, and there are some ways we'll talk about how to make it the most effective. And it takes usually a lot more tries because it's cold and you don't have a relationship. So it, it's going to be less effective, less return on your investment, if you will, less of a possibility with each approach that it's going to result in a connection in a job offer in our story here that we're talking about. So sometimes this is the the way your companies hire, right? And that's where we're going to base 
what you choose to do, what you choose to do as part of your strategy on how you think or, or know or have done some research to figure out what companies in your target list, how they hire. Cold approaches include applying to positions online. This is a cold approach because unless you're doing some networking in the back end, you have no more connection to the industry than anyone else or to the company than anyone else who's applying online. It's really going to be based on skill. Do you have the skill that they're looking for? Do you fit their need? Do you solve their problem? And how well can you articulate that for the, the reader, both maybe electronic and human? How well can you sell to them, communicate to them, that you meet their need, can solve their problem, have the skill sets that they're looking for. If you're going to apply online, and 99% of you probably should, because you don't want to miss something that is a great fit, and you might need to apply online, even if you're also networking in, to kind of fill the check marks for the company. So you want to pay attention to that. However, you want to minimize the time you spend there, most of you. So look at your target company's websites, maybe once a week, create some kind of schedule that works for you. Check their websites, make sure you don't miss something that is posted at your target companies that might be of interest. This also helps you stay in touch, of course, with what's going on in the market, what types of positions are people hiring, how frequently, what does that that look like in the posted marketplace. The more focused you are, the less time you spend adjusting your resumes, and the less time you spend in this category, which is a good thing for most people. We, we want to spend more of our time other places. So be careful here. Choose your target companies, look at their websites, and maybe have one or two other general sites that you look at that post positions that are of interest to you frequently. So you might use Indeed.com, Zip Recruiter, Zip Alerts, or maybe you've got some industry-specific job listings. That can be a great way to look at postings, but keep it really targeted. Maybe you've got a geography-specific posting that you're looking at where it's just job postings that are in your target geography, get as strategic as you can, even with the time you spend looking at these open positions or posted positions. And keep in mind that you are in the cold approach market when you do that. You have to be very clear in connecting your value to the company's needs for this to work. You might send direct letters to companies that you've done some research and you think they may have a position on the forefront or in the near future that would be a good fit for you or they may have some kind of need that you can fill even though they don't have a position posted. One of my colleagues, he swears by this. He, he does a lot of research with his client. They talk to people that used to work at the company. They really dig in deep to understand what the need is. And then they write a very clear and compelling 
letter along with their resume in terms of how they can address that pain and they send it through the I think he uses FedEx. So this is a a strategy that people use. It works. It is in that cold realm. So you're going to have to do a lot of work to understand what the pain is so that you make a sales pitch that makes sense. It doesn't work to just send these out willy-nilly, if you will. Some companies charge you a lot of money to do this. I've heard of people paying five to ten thousand dollars for someone to um, give them a huge list of companies that they're sending it out to and they're really playing the numbers game they're not doing this really specific and targeted research that I was talking about they're doing more of a campaign where they're sending your resume and and cover letter to maybe hundreds of companies does that have much value or effectiveness? I don't know. Does it work sometimes? Yeah, because it's a numbers game and it, it may work. Is it going to be the great, uh, the best strategy for you? I don't know. Think about how a cold letter would go over in your industry. What would leaders in your industry think about that? In some industries, it works really well. Hospitality, um, hotels, I've seen it work well. Car dealerships, I've seen it work well. But you really don't need that big of a list and and you may be paying for something you don't really need. So be careful, know how hiring works in your industry and think about what's what might work for you. And then of course you start your networking and this is kind of that warm lead, the warm applications. So don't spend too much time in that cold area, you know, know how hiring happens in your industry, but then you also want to start building your network. The idea with networking is that you're trying to build warm leads into your target companies. The best place to start is the people that you already kind of know, love, and trust. Those people who are already in your network. Start connecting with them and see who they might know in your target companies. This is a much different conversation than you're probably having with your network. I see very few job seekers who are doing this for themselves And until we talk about it, go to your network and and share that target list. Ask them who they might be able to introduce you to at those companies. If you're not comfortable having that conversation with someone, then they probably really aren't in your circle. They probably aren't really one of your champions. For those people, it should be easy to talk with them about these target companies and who might they be able to introduce you to there because they already know you they want to help you they've maybe been asking how they can help you now you've got some better ways to ask them for help what we usually do in this arena that gets in our own way is we think oh those people don't know anyone so my friends or family or people from church they don't know anyone in this industry they don't know anyone have you asked have you shared your target companies with them let give them a chance and let the process unfold Start there with your network. Start with those people that already know, love, and trust you. It's going to be the fastest, and it's going to be the most comfortable. Talk with them. See who they know. See what they know about these companies. And, of course, you might start building your network within the companies. So going to networking events where you're going to meet people from the industry. Be as targeted as you can. Go to to events where people from your target companies might be and 
this is where that social media comes in because of course you can connect with people who are already working at your target companies. You can follow your companies, you can connect in groups to people who might be working at your companies and start building a network. Don't reach out right away and say, you know, I'm looking for a job, how can you help me? Build a relationship, ask to learn more, ask to understand, share resources, build that relationship first so that you can see if they're the right type of person to connect with for you. Will they be a good fit for you to build a relationship? And maybe might what might you learn about that company to help move your job search forward or to see if it's really a place you want to work or to improve your approach in making decisions about how you, you want to connect with that company. So that target list is the foundation to your job search. You're going to use it as a way to look for open positions. You're going to use it as a way to direct your networking. You're going to share that target list with people already in your network to see if they can help you. And you're going to think about that target list when you choose your other networking strategies, whether that's groups you're joining on LinkedIn or actual in-person networking events that you're going to, you're going to think about, will I meet people from our, my target companies here? That will make your networking much more fruitful and, and strategic as, as you're spending your time and your energy. And for most people, that takes a lot of energy to build new relationships. So you want to make sure you're doing it in the best way possible. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how job search looks different in a few different industries and types of positions that you can think about if that makes sense for you. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about your job search and how you want to kick it off here in 2018. One of the most important aspects of your job search, perhaps, is figuring out how you want to spend your time and what types of goals you want to set for yourself. So now we've talked about a a lot of different ways that you might job search. Start thinking about how you want to allocate your time and set some specific goals around that. So if you're working full-time, how many hours a week do you want to spend on your job search or do you have to spend on your job search? And when are you going to do that? How can you get it into a schedule? Because I can promise you, especially if you're working full-time and you've got any kind of a family, significant other, and outside life of work, which of course we would hope so and recommend for our sanity, Job search needs to fit in there and it needs to be a, a an activity that you plan for and schedule or it's not going to happen. It's going to get pushed off and you're going to end up at the end of 2018 going, geez, I really wanted to get something new this year. I'm stuck in the same rut. I'm, I'm you know, not where I want to be. We don't want you to be there at the end of 2018. So set some goals for yourself. How much time, how many hours a week is realistic and schedule that time in. Really sketch it in. So if you say you want to spend 10 hours a week, that's two hours after work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and maybe two hours on Saturday or Sunday. Is that reasonable? When you get home at the end of the day, is that something that you can really do? And when you've got that number down, how many hours a week do you want to spend? And if you're unemployed, I would say, please don't make it 40. People say, oh, you know, I'm unemployed, so I'm going to spend 40 hours a week on my job search. That doesn't happen. (laughs) Other things come up just like it would if you were working. Um, You've got other things to take care of, and we want you to do your self-care. Maybe 30 hours a week is a good place to start if you're unemployed. Then you want to decide how do you want to spend that time. And you might start with kind of looking at the big chunks first. So you might spend a certain amount of time online, applying online or looking at open positions. Keep that to around 30% of your activity unless you know that that is a higher percentage of how people hire in your industry. Around 30% is a good place for people in terms of how many hours they're going to spend looking at posted positions and applying to those posted positions. And we know, of course, that it takes a long time to apply to a posted position. So you're going to be as selective as you can be. If you're unemployed, you may have to apply to a certain amount of positions per week, maybe two or three to keep your unemployment You should be able to do that within the scope of the hours that you're looking at and still have it be about 30% of 
that time, maybe 50% at the most, because I want you to have some time to do research, talk to people about companies, research your target companies, talk to people about your target companies, talk to people in your target companies. You want to spend maybe 15, 20% of your time researching your target companies and as much of that time as possible talking to other human beings that work in your companies, used to work in your companies, or may know someone who used to work in your companies. Then networking, so going to networking events, trying to build your networking leads, how much time do you want to spend doing that, and talking to your existing network about these companies, how much time do you want to spend doing that, that might kind of ebb and flow depending on people's response rates, so having a little bit of flexibility there. And then how much time do you want to spend doing social networking? So if you're going to go to LinkedIn every day, participate in groups, that's a great activity, but set yourself some limits on how much time you're going to spend doing that. Maybe 20% of your total time getting on LinkedIn and being in groups or connecting directly to people which may fall in fall into that more networking category if you're actually connecting one-on-one with people. Know how hiring happens in your industry at your level. Entry-level hiring is more likely to happen online. That doesn't mean that you can't get a great in by networking. So don't don't uh, take that to mean that you can't network in at a lower level but it's more likely that you'll need to apply online at some point in the process, even if you have a networking referral. At the management level, it may start to shift a little bit more to either maybe some targeted recruiting and or perhaps to more being hired through networking, through relationships. They may have more flexibility not to post that level of position. And when you get to the executive level, if you are at that executive level or looking to make a move up even into that level, it becomes even more focused on relationships. There's more time spent hiring at that level. There's more value placed on your reputation and who knows you in the industry. Your your relationships within the industry are going to be a big part of your job search and the recruiting at that level is much more focused on relationship longer term you're going to want to connect more with your network and and be strategic about how you connect with your network the higher you go up in the levels in terms of what position level you're at you may not spend hardly any time applying online at that executive level because you really don't see positions posted at that level. It's through your network, it's through those connections, and perhaps through some very targeted recruiting and executive placement types of firms. So if you want to jumpstart your job search here in 2018, it starts with that reflection. What do you do? What do you want to do? Get as clear about that as you can. Narrow down the job titles that you're applying to as as much as as reasonably possible. Know where you want to go. What do those target companies look like? What are they looking for? What are their problems? What are their pains? 
Then you start to connect the dots with your target companies in a way that makes sense based on how your target companies hire. And of course, you can always check back here at the Career Confidant for the latest in your career knowledge, your career your career tool kit will be here to provide to you. And you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. We look forward to seeing you back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.